Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Teen Titans. discussing season four episode four titled the quest man this episode was a real error (laughs) never gets old uh longtime listeners know very well at this point i make that joke literally every single time and episode 404 comes up, a season 4 episode 4 comes up. It's always funny to me. It's never not funny in my mind. It's a stupid joke. Everyone else is sick of it but me. But who cares? I'm going to keep making it until the end of time. <laughs> I don't know why it, it's so funny to me, but it is. Anyway, uh, this episode, in all seriousness... Very, very good. I really, really like it. It is very impressive. Uh, What's interesting about it is it's essentially a martial arts movie with the Teen Titans at the center of it. It really, really is in so many more ways than one. In the story, in the aesthetic, uh, in Robin's character arc, which we'll discuss in a minute. Uh, It's very clever, very well done, and just really really great. It's a very good episode. Uh, But I love the arc they do with Robin, where Robin goes into this battle with Kataro in the opening sequence, which, by the way, that opening sequence is fantastic. It is such a good opener. But Robin sort of has this level of overconfidence, like, yeah, I've trained with the best. Hint, hint, Batman. One of the very few nods to Batman in this entire show. I train with the best. No one can defeat me. I'm unstoppable. Like, sort of has all this overconfidence. But then he goes head-to-head with Kataro, uh, another martial arts expert, and realizes that, uh, no, there are people who are equally matched to him, if not better than him. He can still get his butt kicked. And so he goes on this humbling journey to discover the true master after Kataro sort of hints, hints, like, I trained with the true master. And Robin in his quest to be better and be the best he can so he can fight the bad guys and win. And he sort of, across this journey, he goes in very headstrong. He goes in very impatient. He goes in very like, I need the true master. I need the true master. I need to train. I need to train. I need to train. 
And then, in the process of this, he sort of gets more humble. He sort of... His ego sort of deflates to a healthy degree. And he sort of separates himself from Kataro, who is basically just a martial artist expert who happens to be a total dick. Like, Kataro goes in and he's just so... He's everything that... He's all the bad qualities of Robin. Inflated to an insane degree. Like, to an extreme degree. Uh, He's Robin's overconfidence and impatience with none of his moral compass and with none of his ability to sort of self-reflect. And so we literally see Robin versus his darkest self throughout this episode with this villain. And it's handled so, so perfectly. It's a great arc for this episode. Uh, That villain is the perfect villain for said arc. It's really, really good. Uh, And I especially love the whole entire journey up the mountain to see the true master that Robin goes on. Uh, He sort of goes up this mountain, faces off against these three guardians, uh, the guardian of the river, the guardian of the cave, the guardian of the trees, the bear, the snake, the monkey. And we get three great action sequences with those. Each one sort of teaching him something. Each one sort of giving him a little lesson so that he can be a better fighter, even though he doesn't really know it. He's kind of absorbing these lessons through osmosis. I especially love, by the way, how (laughs) the monkey, because no one ever gets up to that point, is just very lonely. (laughs) Like, the monkey's, like, trying to be Robin's friend. Like, hey, we don't have to fight right now. Can we... Can we have some tea, maybe? (laughs) Please? (laughs) I'm so alone. (laughs) I, I love that. I love that so much. And all the while, he's just having these interactions with this mysterious old woman who's kind of calling him out on his bullshit all the time. Just constantly saying, like, hey, be patient. Or, hey, do things the right way and not the easy way. Uh, He's constantly responding to Robin's grumblings with, like, hey, shut up, basically. (laughs) Like, he's she's basically molding Robin to sort of accept things as they are, not as he wants them to be, with sort of this tough love approach. But we don't really know who this old woman is. We don't really know how she's getting up the mountain. She just shows up every once in a while, calls out Robin on his bullshit, and then leaves. And then we get this fantastic, fantastic third act, where Kataro shows up. They're at the top of the mountain, And he reveals that he did not, in fact, train with the true master. This was all a giant gambit to sort of make Robin go to the true master himself. Uh, Basically, Katara was like, I mean, I could 
do the whole getting up the mountain thing to face the true master and all that. I could do that, but... I mean, then I'd be tired, and I, 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 I wouldn't be ready when I get up to the true master himself. So, I'm gonna make Robin do it. I'm gonna kick Robin's ass... Give him a punch to his self-esteem. Drop the nugget to make him go face off uh, all the mountain's challenges and go up to the true master. And I'm going to ride off his coattails. This all is revealed. It is revealed that Kataru is a, is a hack, basically. He is a liar and a cheat and a thief. And we get this great fight. Where Robin overpowers Kataro because unlike Kataro, he was able to get up the mountain. He was able to face off against the challenges. He's already proven himself a better fighter and is now a better fighter still because of the lessons he learned from those guardians. Uh, He shows off these moves, sort of learned from the bear, from the snake, from the monkey. And overpowers Kataro. He defeats his darkest impulses and wins out as the more altruistic, patient, selfless person that he is meant to be. And then the old woman shows up and is basically like, hey, asshole. You tried to get up the mountain once, you failed, and now you're trying to cheat your way up. The true master will never train you. Get off my mountain. And it is revealed in this moment that this old woman, this frail, tiny, nothing old woman who's been nothing but a nuisance the entire time, is actually the true master. Which is an awesome twist! And then, you know, Robin trains with the true master, ready to learn, ready to be a better fighter. And I I love how they cut away. I I love how they're just like, nope, you don't get to see what Robin learns. You just know that it happened. It doesn't matter. But, I mean, as much as I love this story... In my mind, it's not the highlight of this episode. The highlight of this episode is the B story. What happens in the tower while Robin's away. So, um... (laughs) Basically, all the Titans start dressing as Robin (laughs) while Robin's gone. Like, it starts with Beast Boy, then it goes to Starfire, then Cyborg, then eventually Raven. Everyone gets indoctrinated into the cult of Robin. <laughs> like, it's just one of them would find the others. <laughs> one of them would find the one before, dressed up as Robin, and be like, What are you doing? And then the Robins... <laughs> Would like peer pressure them into dressing up as another Robin. So Beast Boy pressured Starfire 
actually, Cyborg didn't need any pressuring. He was ready. And then all three of them pressured Raven into dressing up as Robin. And then Robin comes back to all the Titans dressed up as Robin eating pizza. And he just, like, sits down and he's cool with it. And all the other Titans are just like, Ah. <laughs> like the guy they were intimidating the guy they were imitating showed up to them imitating him <laughs> and he was just like yeah <laughs> okay cool <laughs> why not <laughs> and the looks of shock on all of their faces are hilarious it's so good the entire episode's worth it just for that oh my god one of the funniest plot lines in all of Teen Titans. This is like one of the funniest things to happen in this show. It's so good. <laughs> it's such a great subplot. I love it. Honestly, that subplot brings this episode from like an 8 to a 9. If I'm being totally honest. Oh, it's so great. Uh, but yeah, that's the episode. It's wonderful. It's just wonderful. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast or app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just to push up a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468. And support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, tomorrow is Thanksgiving, so there will not be an episode that day. You will not be hearing from me. I will be taking the day off. But on Friday, we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 5. Talk to you then.